0: I
1: don't, I don't, yeah. that's so that's a it. thrilling tale.
0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer Slash seducer Nick Scarpino So
2: that's
1: where I pick
0: up the
2: story, right? Yeah, I'm tell a me a some Blake Blaine. Shelton funny Okay. Fan, right. I come up from the other angle where I was yeah. like, I never really liked Gavin Rosdale. Like I, he always, yeah. he just didn't seem like the kind of guy to me that I, she should be with. Yeah, she meets this Blake. Girl. She makes this she meets this Blake Shelton guy I'm the and, voice. and instantly they look like they got this chemistry, they got the sparks. right? And it, like they just, it just makes sense
0: yeah. now. You know? yeah.
2: It makes sense. Over there, the pure one at Tim Gettys. Let
0: well, Tim motherfuckers Making banana references.
1: Not just banana. They're Gwen Stefani. They're quality Gwen Stefani references,
3: Greg. Yeah. Okay. That was a song.
0: Then over here, Christmas in October, Joey Noel. Oh, Hello.
3: Christmas in October. It took October. me a second. I was afraid yeah. I wasn't going to remember
0: it. I haven't done an introduction over there. And then over there, the fifth best friend, the rarity these days at the show, the table, whatever you want to call it, Patreon supporter, Justin Toft.
4: Yay! Yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah. How are you, Justin?
0: Good. Thank you for coming by. Oh, of course. You supported us to come on this dumb show. Yep. Do you regret you. it yet?
4: Not yet. We'll uh, see how this goes. Because we mm-hmm. took you to Wild
0: Wings before this. Yeah. You've been bumming around today. You've seen the shows going on. And also, you're very fascinating. You're working on your own whiskey.
4: Uh, yeah, along with uh, some friends of mine. Yeah.
0: No, just you. You told me it was all you. You were the man who made it all <laughs> happen. I take credit for the whiskey. Well, okay. But- you're, gonna say, you're not going to take credit for it. Yeah, sure. that's awesome. <laughs>
4: how long have you been listening to us? Uh, I Since Beyond Days. Uh, Thank you. Kevin Smith episode is when I found kind of funny. Oh, cool. And been a fan ever since. Oh, so, so you were a fan of
2: Smodcast first. Is that why? Or no? Yes. You were, oh, so you heard him on Beyond, and then were you listening to Kevin Smith and yeah, heard me, I, and you were like, I got to be a fan of these people. I exactly. not if it was yes.
0: you so Just much. Nick. It's like there was other things happening on that I mean, episode, it was, no? I
2: was in the episode. You I mean, were in I mean, the episode for sure. Certainly remember myself being the standout component of the episode. I, mean, I might be... Remembering that incorrectly. Yeah, I, feel like you but, uh, I feel like Kevin, you know, he calls me all the time when you need to come back. <laughs> I was like, dude, I want time for you, you know? Yeah, there
4: seemed to be a chemistry there. All right, well, thank you, Justin.
0: <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy show each and every week. Four, sometimes five. Best friends gather on this table. He's bringing
1: a ring. Dude, I set it up for you. I set it up for Justin, you. Justin, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You claim to be a fan. He's, uh, we're doing sorry. it again. He's staring
4: me in the eyes, and I'm like, what the? Uh-huh?
0: <laughs> we're doing <laughs> it's, it's, it full it's circle. It's like Coyote Ugly. All right, we've gone through the toll plaza and Now we're coming back. I'm John Goodman. You're the Piper girl. I think there was other people in the car. All right. Four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random that. topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Justin did, where you can toss us an obscene amount of money to come beyond the show because <laughs> you love us and support us and we appreciate you, or we can toss us just a dollar, watch us record it live, a few more bucks, get it early. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss away way, though, you can head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny, get the show topic by topic, day by day, until it goes up as one big video in MP3 the following Friday. What is going on with this TV? Why is it constantly blinking? That it's muted. It threw oh, me for a second. I don't know. It's... I got the giggles today, Joey. <laughs> I, I got the giggles. Oh
3: my gosh! It was because Are we, we standing on the
0: thing. Uh, it was
3: because we got wet.
0: Whoa! Whoa! it, oh, I'ma
3: solve, I'm solve, I'm
0: solve it. I'ma solve it. It's all good, guys. It's all... If there's a problem, yo Tim will solve it. Hey. Check out the hook.
2: While Kevin Coella rests in peace. <laughs> my God.
3: Ice, ice. So Nick, what's that. your topic? You
2: me off the- uh, I want to talk about Harvey Weinstein today, mm-hmm. which is uh, I know it's going to be more of an intense topic, um, but we haven't done a really, really intense one on the show. And I one think one hasn't is, struck us. I think that's true. I think uh, I think this is interesting and I want to hear everyone's perspective on this. Not that I assume we'll all be divisive at all in any way, shape or form. But it's just it's been crazy news with him lately. All the stuff that's come out about him. And sure. Uh, it's, it's it's heartbreaking.
0: So to tell you the truth. I know Harvey Weinstein and I don't know him. I know of him. I should say, right through Kevin Smith. Right, he was. He's. I mean, a linchpin to getting Kevin Smith's career off the ground. Yeah. So,
2: so Harvey Weinstein's one of those guys that I look back and he's had a hand in making some of my favorite films and actually making the careers of a lot of my favorite directors over the years. Right. we were talking over lunch, and I was like, there are probably a handful of people that I look to and like were that really. F- for my childhood of movie going experiences steven spielberg being one of them but like when i look at the 90s that's defined by the era of kevin smith and quentin tarantino and rob rodriguez and all that indie scene that indie scene and and harvey weinstein and miramax were very very integral into um getting giving those guys their start right and so i look back and i see these movies like pulp fiction reservoir dogs and these things that um that were distributed by them and i think wow what a what a Like, I love these films, right? And so then last week, as all this news started to come out about Harvey Weinstein and how he's uh, being accused of sexual assault and sexual harassment and all of these and things. And that's where it starts, sexual harassment. Sexu- and then, it started with sexual harassment, and now, if I'm not mistaken, it has evolved into actually full-on sexual assault. Um, there are people that have come out and accused him of anything ranging from just inappropriate comments to forcibly forcing himself on them in yeah. hotel rooms. Um, and and co-
0: important for later listeners, we're recording this, what, on Tuesday the 10th? Right. So, so if, if any, anything else evolves, changes from here. What we know is, of course, these allegations started last week. Mm-hmm. Okay, then... All, a whole bunch more allegations started coming today on the 10th I saw or uh, via the New York Times they had an audio clip of him basically admitting it and talking to this one woman about it or whatever yeah he he's has been fired from his the Weinstein company uh, he's put out a thing saying he you know if, if, if this is not true however he's
2: going to counseling and, and he has put out a few statements that I've seen and I'll pay, I, I should look them up I don't want to get them wrong but, but um he is his lawyer has said that he's an old dinosaur and that this is just the way that he's, you know, used to living and that he's trying to change and trying to be better. Really? That's, to, what, yeah, the that's what the lawyer said? That's what the lawyer said. So there's been, there been, by We're the done. way, it's, it's notable. A it's very weird because her lawyer, well, his lawyer is, his lawyer supposedly has um, defended a lot of women in cases like this. And so a lot of people are are. are, are Kind of scratching their head as to why she would take him on as a client, because prior to this she's made a track record of defending women who have been, uh, you know, have accused men of sexual assault, and so a lot of people are scratching their head on that one. But most notably, um, as of I think yesterday or today, or earlier this morning, Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie are talking about. Uh, situations they've been in that are and oddly similar thing. to everyone else's. And, and it's so, Patricia Arquette. It's a bunch of actresses. Did I'm Meryl Streep
3: come out with something today too? Did uh, I, see
2: that? I don't think she accused him, but I think she came she out basically him. saying, saying this is horrible is was, and this kind right? of shit has to stop. Yeah. Um, Asia Argento has a story that's horrible. I mean, they're all and they're all too too similar to to kind of ignore. You know, obviously, like you don't want to you don't want to make accusations with things that haven't been proven yet. But this is an overwhelming amount of people who are coming out and talking about him. So, you know, innocent until proven guilty is what it is. But I think it's fair to say that he's done some pretty, you know, intolerable shit in the past. Um, And it's 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 fucked up and it's terrible for so many reasons, not the least of which is that there are countless women who probably haven't come forward who have had to deal with this shit. um, And no one should ever be put into that position where their career or their safety or their livelihood um, is in jeopardy because of someone else that's in a position of power to hold that over them And that, that was the main thing right, right where he was horrible in these stories He in these stories his accusations. He
0: threatens right That yes. they won't work in the town again He's
2: clearly a person who has had a tremendous amount of power for a number of years and can literally or could as at least up until last week Make or break anyone's career. I mean he's responsible for winning people Academy Awards. He's responsible for making again some of my favorite movies and um, and so, you know, first and foremost, I just think that's it's just fucking deplorable that people would use any sort of level of authority or power over another human being like that. Um, secondly, and, you know, on just a personal note, it's heartbreaking because I don't it's it's never, you know, every, it's never good to see someone that you looked up to and, and hear something like this about them. Right now, we had this sort of moment where. I think our culture shifted with with Bill Cosby where everyone said he has been he, he has been accused of doing things like this and settled lawsuits out of court for for decades and finally people an overwhelming number, number of women came out and said this guy is fucking horrible we need to do something about this uh, we should also note that you know we're recording this right now he has not been I think he just got one of the trials I think uh, he got off on, but I think that he's going back to trial again, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So Bill Cosby's still in the thick of that. Um, and that was heartbreaking for so many different people. And now having Harvey Weinstein go through the same thing, it's... My hope, It's as much as it sucks for, as a fan, my hope is that this is the beginning of something, right? The end of that old shitty era and hopefully the beginning of let's push forward and not feel like people should... Like, it should be deplorable for anyone who is sweeping this under the rug with him you know and i feel like there's a culture in in every business where if someone can you know if someone if this guy has the power to make your career you you get put in a tough spot maybe you sweep it under the rug maybe you help him you know hide this shit and hopefully this is this is an example of it's people aren't going to stand
1: for this anymore and as as a culture we're going to band together and be better absolutely i mean I, I think it's not even the beginning i think we're in the thicket of it like it's happening already where the last over the last year you can look at it and one by one people are getting taken down for varying degrees at this type of stuff whether it's nick robinson or andy Signoy, whatever screen junkies, the, the screen yeah. junkies yeah. situation or harry Knowles from in cool news or just it's all of these and every week there's some new situation coming out where people are coming forward and it's just like it's changing from it being not okay to do the stuff to it being not okay. And you can't get away with it because you will be exposed and that's good. Let's fucking get that out there and let's stand together as a people being like, we're not going to put up with this shit so that people understand how to behave. Like something that I I thought I think is a little disturbing is how often we'll be on the the morning show um, when these situations come up and the, the chat starts blowing up with, Oh, are they going to talk about the Screen Junkie situation? Mm-hmm. Are they going to talk about Nick Robinson? Are they going to talk about this? And it's like it feels like it's just trying to feed into this drama. Like they're trying to get this some scoop. They're trying to get us to say something. Uh, where it's like, where do you or do I see where do you stand on this? What do you mean, where do I stand?
0: Yeah, on this? yeah. <laughs> sexual harassment
1: <laughs> is fucking wrong. Yeah, it's like there's not this side or that it's side. It's Really, a gray area. And it's it's not <laughs> a thing of like because uh, th- then people take it to this level of uh the oh it's it's not true like until it's proven guilty it's not true it's like we can't just put the the impetus on victims that to make them feel uncomfortable to come forward with things mm-hmm. we need to just if that's out there Take them for what it's worth and go forward from there. Do not shut them down instantly and do not mob against them because that's where things get really bad. And it's like to see people like look at us as tastemakers and and influencers uh, to try to get us to like say anything that's not this is fucking wrong. Like period, whether or not the people uh, did it or in trouble for it or whatever, the accusations are bad. Those are things that we do not stand by and we will never stand by, of course.
0: Well, it's heartbreaking for me, right, in terms of this situation, is the fact that, you know, you would have talked to me about this, and I'm obviously a 34-year-old white male, not many problems outside of my shitty dog. Uh, But it would be that I would have told you before all this, right, that you're talking about how, like, things are changing and da-da-da. I would have liked to have believed things had changed. I would have liked to have believed that you were, that, like, you know, this isn't where it is. And I know like you'll watch, and I, this is just my own, you know, privilege. I bring whatever. you watch like a law and order SVU. And they're trying to get like someone who's been raped to go on the record or do the mm-hmm. test and blah, blah, I understand that. Like, okay. If, like in that scenario of like, you have no resources. You're you're a minority. You think the police don't care about you. There's something like that happening, right? But to imagine that, like, Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie and all these people that are, like, mega movie stars are there and they thought they couldn't do anything and that there's all these women that... Literally, someone had to break this dam, and then they all come flooding out, like Bill Cosby, like this, like every, like every other one of these stories yeah. here. Well, it's because no like,
1: one's going to come forward. It, it takes such bravery, courage, and understanding of what that's about to do to their lives, what it's going right. to do to them from all the the detractors that are like, oh, like they're just going to overwhelm their twitters or social media or whatever the fuck it is, yeah, um, with saying that they're wrong, saying that they're lying, saying that they're making it up or whatever. And that is so damning and it's unfair to everybody involved. And I feel like the I know there's situations here where people tell me things and I don't do anything. So then when this shit happens, now I'm like, "Well, shit, should I have done something?" Yeah. And that's horrible. You know, but it's like uh, it hits a point where I go through it in my head. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And it's I feel like it definitely uh, it isn't until recently that I'm seeing people actually get in trouble for this shit, because I remember being places where people definitely made complaints to different HR groups and nothing happened. It just swept under the rug and absolutely gone. And so to see the screen junkie situation, I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, man, let's fucking go and see how far we can get this, because there's a problem with the system it's a systematic issue when it comes to hr companies defending the the people that work there for whatever reason it is
0: yeah i mean like i don't it's so it's so disheartening you know what i mean there's no and i don't mean to like put it like obviously we always put our lens on the situation and talk about it that way and that's all you can do and that's all you can do to personalize it but it's the fact that to sit here and imagine these women thinking that they couldn't say something or saying something to HR and it not happening and not talking amongst each other how to come out and how to do this and how to make one big move, you know what I mean? Or the person who has been sexually assaulted or sexually harassed or whatever and worrying about what that's going to be, right? And I know it's taking something we talk about in a very trivial fashion and making it a, a very serious issue, but it is the fact that if you have been sexually assaulted, if you have been sexually harassed, Do speak up because the people who are going to go to your Twitter and be assholes are what we always talk about They're the vocal minority and I think that when those people stand up and act like they speak for everybody the Perception is that they speak for everybody and I realize as somebody who deals with people want to be fucking mean on the internet the negativity speaks louder than the positivity, but I would say overwhelmingly the Silent majority is like oh shit. This is fucked up. We believe you. We want to support you We just don't know how and all this different
2: stuff. Yeah, I mean the the the, it's it's so it's fucking disgusting on so many levels. I mean, you, you start thinking about, it, and these are the women who have come out. But what about women who, what about the women who uh, maybe were, turned him down and then whose careers ended prematurely? Yeah, exactly. Of that. Who, who just totally got who torpedoed? actually, you know, yeah, just got yeah. torpedoed. It's fucking horrible. It's just, it's just so. I don't know. I mean, you I mean, Tim, you're right. You hit the, the, the nail on the head. Like, I have friends that, you know, have been involved one way or the other in some, in some of the stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks. And to, to hear them come out and actually, like, share their stories, I'm like, Jesus. I, I mean, I look at myself and I'm like, I don't know that I'd have the balls to do that. I don't know that I have the courage to do that. Like, I don't know that I'd be able to take that risk knowing that we live in a world where accusers become, you know, just get completely torn down. And because it,
1: it can ruin your life to accuse someone of that, even if that person's guilty. Of it. I mean, and it's I've, I've told this I, everything I just said, uh, I still say, despite what I'm about to say, which is a story I've told on the show before. But one of my closest friends growing up got accused of rape in high school and it ruined his life. He's no longer one of my closest friends because mm-hmm. he is a different person. He got sent to to juvenile hall. Things got really bad. One thing led to another. He's where he's at now. Years later, after fighting and fighting and fighting, she comes forward and was just like, "I made it all up. I was like, I was lonely and no one liked me, and I felt the only way I can control something is if, like, I, I saw in movies that if I were to say this, then something's gonna happen." Mm-hmm. And it's just like that shook me personally. I have an actual real life uh, Example, experience yeah. with that. Having said that. You still, you need to come forward, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like that you you need to give people the benefit of the doubt of if they're gonna come forward. You, you gotta do the due diligence of getting in there and getting to the bottom of it and figuring out where the truth lies. But you can't go into assuming that they're making it
3: up. Shit like that sucks so hard because they're, for every one of those stories, which I know that they do exist, like there are so many people that haven't come forward. And
1: that's what's important.
3: Yeah, and it sucks, but it's like, I feel like so often that's the story that that's the rebuttal for people coming forward of like, oh, well, this, and I'm not to like, because I know that that's a shitty, oh, totally different shitty situation of like, that does, it totally does ruin someone's life, but like, it just, it sucks because I feel like whenever, if someone is coming out against or with sexual assault or harassment charges, like, they always have an uphill battle of like, I have to fight to tell you why my story is the truth. The burden
0: of proof's on you. Yeah.
3: It's crazy um and this all of this stuff is so it's been like such a shitty couple of weeks and like even months going back to like all the polygon stuff and um everything but it's interesting to hear you guys say that like you thought that it was like we had moved past this
0: mm-hmm. and not that the, oh man we've stamped out yeah. rape no, 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 and no, no, sexual no. harassment totally yeah.
3: um but even going like there are people that i have encountered in the last couple years that still it might not be as like Clear as like the Harvey Weinstein thing of like, I can make or break your career with this, mm-hmm. but it's the implied power struggle yeah. of like those, the statements of like, we should hook up, we should have sex, we should do something, and the I can get you a job or I have connections aren't necessarily happening in the same conversation, but there it's the underlying like psh- motivation sure. behind it. And it's just like, I don't think you said that you think that this is the beginning of the end, and I don't necessarily think it is because there's people that still regardless of all of this stuff coming out, still make those same decisions and make those same statements. But I think it puts them on notice of like... You have a much higher risk now. of You're only going to get away
2: out. with this for like forty to fifty years. <laughs> well, no, oh my yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think. I, I mean, I made that same. And I think that it, I think it's the beginning of it, it beginning to be destigmatized, right? It, it beginning to be swept under the rug, and it beginning for younger younger generations now. My hope is that as as young boys turn into men, they see these examples of these monsters that are getting, to, you know, called out of the darkness and put on fucking blast, and they go, oh, okay, that's an example of what not to do, right? Yeah, and then my hope is that they'd look at other to other people and find other uh, good examples of how people should treat each other. Yeah. And, that, and that's and that's how it works, right? Like I don't. on some level, I know it's a complete and total cop-out, but when Harvey Weinstein says, I'm a product of my time, that there is some merit to that, right? Where he did come up in a system where that rampant misogyny and that horrible abuse was just kind of accepted, right? Cosby was a perfect example of like, obviously people rallied around him to, to protect him because he was a moneymaker for them. But the fact of the matter is that this is where it stops. Dude, you did something seriously wrong. You've been doing something seriously wrong for years. And because you got away with it, doesn't make it right. Right. Because you got away with it doesn't mean it's culturally acceptable. And that's what I meant by that statement of saying, like, this is like from this point forward, anyone that's on the Internet or in a position of power should know by now it's not acceptable to do this shit. Right and and I and I and kudos to all the women that came out against these guys to be like yo this is just this is I don't I don't think this kind of behavior is what people is what should be representative of people that are thought leaders in in this industry
3: yeah but then you look at all of the stuff that came out about Trump before and he still got elected
2: that that is very true and and but and that's why. I would have liked to have been, the, I would like to have believed that we were past this point, right? I thought that Donald Trump was a perfect example of clearly there is a lot more um, ground to be made up. There's a lot more work to be done on this front. Yeah. Um. He is a guy that I would have looked at and been like, I mean, I, he's a guy that I would never have thought was, had anywhere close to good moral fiber. And then he became president and proved me completely right. Um. He has proven time and time again that he has zero ethic, like ethics whatsoever. Well,
3: that's the thing. It's like even outside of like political views or whatever, it's like a, Hmm, this seems to be like a, for me, a character issue of like, I don't care if he's a Democrat, I don't care if he's a Republican, a Libertarian, sure. but like anybody that conducts himself in that way, I don't think is fit to be president. But oh, I,
4: I I agree with you. That's why I didn't vote for him, I Well, I think the situation here is, it, uh, unlike, uh, sorry, um, Kevin's not here. We've got to do this job <laughs> for, <me after> for him. <laughs> okay, so um, I. I I disagree where I think it will be phasing out because I think we're dealing with an old guard, mid guard, new guard situation where the old guard is, they're used to it. It's the madmen situation where you see, it's a lot of misogyny and stuff like that. And the ones who are in power are realizing they have the power to lord it over. And not all of them do. You have the standouts who are, and that's what we're talking about now, but it's the mid guard who um, would be like the ain't it cool and, Things like that, where they kind of find that power and they're seeing it and we're seeing it abused. Mm. But uh, and it's the new guard who uh, like yourselves, who are a new business, you're finding new power and you're learning from their examples of, oh, we can't even joke about things like this. And that's where I think the change will be, because the mid guard, it's a gray area. And it's the changing of the guard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're the people in the middle who they have the decision to make. And some of them are making the wrong choice. But uh, people like yourselves and other companies, they can find it where, hey, we're starting to come into this power and we're seeing these mistakes that people are making. And it's they're also learning about, you know, we have the politically correct culture now. And that's kind of informing people as well.
0: Sure, but that's what's so sad to see people rebel against that, right, and strike back so hard. Oh, it is PC, it is SJW, it is this feminist agenda. Where it's like, I remember, I, and this is just me, I guess, but being raised into the 90, in the nineties, right, and going to college and thinking like, I thought feminine. Not this is gonna sound bad, but stick with me. That the I the, I guess the hatred of feminism, the I'm going to rebel against feminism. That's a bunch of chicks trying to change you. I am bullshit idea. I thought it had totally faded away because I grew up thinking, well, who the fuck isn't a feminist who doesn't want their daughters and wives and any ants to be treated equally. Why is this an issue? And then you get here and it is this rallying cry and it is this hot button issue. And I'm, I'm with you in the way that I hope you're right that there is this new wave and there are these new thoughts. But for me, what's still scary for me and I, I couldn't put it into words then but there's been examples now that I'll get to but I remember distinctly in high school where I went to a Catholic school you know uniforms all the time all stuff and one out of we were it was like it, it we were out of uniform but we were still dressed up I forget if it was from a mass or what the fuck it was I remember coming to my locker and this girl who was a year under me was at her locker crying with her friends and I was like what's going on and we weren't like close but like what's going on and she's like I'm being sent home from school and I was like why? And she's like, they say my pants are too tight. It's distract. It's distracting for the boys. And I was like, and I, and I was, you know, a, I guess sophomore, junior, or whatever. I was like, well, that's fucking stupid. What a dumb thing to say. But I went and tossed my books and went. You her pants were really tight, but whatever. You know, I went and I went about my day and forgot all about it, kind of thing. And then recently, now as an adult, following these things happening, same idea, not in my school, obviously, but reading these articles of girls being sent home for wearing whatever. And the, the people I follow on Twitter or people who are just retweeting people on Twitter, this one tweet that got retweeted, just like, it's not. we don't need to raise the girls to be defensive. We need to raise the boys to realize that's not okay to be openly lusting after these people and doing this thing and giving in to their sexuality or hormones, whatever you want to, or just being inappropriate. And it was that thing of like, holy fuck, that is the issue here. The issue is that... When we're raising people, we're very much like, here's your rape whistle, and here's this thing, don't walk, walk in groups, doo-doo-doo. which are all good tips, of course. But at what point are we sitting all the guys down? I mean, like, don't fucking rape people, don't attack people. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do this?
3: Yep. Did anybody see the post that Alana posted yesterday on Twitter? No. Oh, she, so this
0: is a boyfriend thing? Yeah,
3: of like, and it's that thing of like...
0: Give a recap, give a recap. Oh,
3: so Alana had po- uh, posted a video, Alana Pierce from IGN. It was like a boyfriend tag with her boyfriend Blaine from Rooster Teeth. And in the comments was this guy who was talking about like, I've watched your... Like, why are all the girls that I like unavailable? And I've watched all your boyfriends and I thought that we'd be able... Or I'd watch all your videos and I thought that we'd be able to meet someday and like... Have a some, connection. Yeah, have a connection or something like that. And everyone is like man that is a huge jump of like just because you see girls that you are attracted to whatever doesn't give you any entitlement that they owe you Mm -hmm, anything back mm -hmm. and I think that's a huge thing here of like we're just people (laughs) like like we we have our own thoughts and processes like just because you were like oh I like her doesn't mean that uh, anyone's automatically gonna respond and that doesn't mean that if we don't respond to you that you can take any power or make any moves to that that Women or I mean anyone that you're interested isn't uh, reciprocating. You, you're not
0: taking. You're not calling dibs on someone
3: exactly, it's which like, it no. happens in
0: movies and all so just, And it's like we were talking about recently about like watching like '90s movies. Yeah, and you like, watch them yeah. now, you're like, holy shit, none of this yeah. fucking shit would fly. Oh, exactly.
2: yeah, right. I think that's Maybe for Bill,
1: the Bill and Ted. You were talking yeah, about I was watching today. Bill and
2: Ted's uh, Bogus Journey, and they have they just throw the word fag around like constantly, sure. and I was like, huh, that like it caught me off guard to the point where they were like, um, now granted, it was in in Bogus Journey, it was the bad guys that said it, but still, I'm like. That's weird that they that that it just gets thrown around. Actually, I think they may have said it in um, in Bill and Ted's ex, uh, Excellent Adventure as well. Like there's a moment other. where they like they hug and then they go. Fag, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, like, totally, totally. and I just thought, like, whoa, like,
3: what? This is supposed to be how out a movie of place is, is
2: Are just be excellent? Yeah, to the each characters other? are so nice it's, and so positive to everyone, and they don't mistreat one single person. But they throw
1: that word around. And I'm like, oh no. I mean, we talk about oh, this so no. often when it comes to words and when it comes to how things have changed. But like, I, I think back when I see all this shit, and in the same way that I said things that I would never say now, I look back. I did things that I would never oh sure now sure. I, I have said things to women I would never say oh, yeah. now, and it's like when. The, the, I think that people get, rightfully so in some ways, so alarmed from the word sexual harassment where they're like, well, I didn't rape her. And it's like, that is jumping, like making people feel uncomfortable in any environment, whether it's social, work, whatever. You need to be responsible for what you're doing and you need to think about how other people are, are right. uh, interpreting it and taking it in and what it's doing to them. And that gets scary. And with with a lot of it, there, there isn't straight rules there reaches a point where there is a right and Sure, wrong. there's
2: a threshold. But up until that point, you're like, it is a social grace thing, right? And it is a tact thing. And, and it, is a, it is a reading the situation and understanding what your relationship is with this person that you're talking to. 100%. And I think more often than not, and you know, I would, be, I would be lying if I said when I was younger, I didn't understand where that was either because you have to figure it out. You have to understand it. And sometimes it takes a long time and it takes leadership and, and an example of people around you that can be like, hey, man, what you just did right there not cool you made that person uncomfortable and until you realize that you're like oh holy shit right but that's why i think it's important that we talk about these things because you you have to have like you have to know where that line is and unfortunately what you're talking about is that line moves sometimes that line moves and that line
1: is different in every situation and you need to be aware of that as corny as it is with great power comes great responsibility and that doesn't just mean people in position of power and Jobs or whatever that's in every social dynamic you possibly have. A perfect example is every once
2: in a while, you know, you hear about someone like seeing a girl at the gym and being like, like wanting to talk to a girl at the gym. My advice to every I think we had a topic about this, I think, on uh, love and sex stuff once, something similar to this. Can you yeah, well, no, that's true. oh, sorry, it was, was the one time that gym. was, was about some girl that worked at a Starbucks. Oh, maybe yeah, that was what it was, right? But like, I'm like that instance. You have to understand the dynamic of the situation you're putting this person into, right? Gyms are always the thing for me, where I'm like, gyms are always where a person is very vulnerable. You're going there because you're trying to work on yourself, on your body, on your mental state, all of that stuff, right? If you think it's acceptable to walk up to a girl just because she's good looking at a gym and talk to her, you got to think about that. That I mean, is a situation we got to pump the brakes three and really gyms think that about. Gia- that.
1: That situation happened, yeah. and she's like, because it creepy. was awkward, you know. She like kindly uh, turned the guy down, but then he would come back and talk to her again, and she's like, he knows where I'm gonna be, he knows I'm gonna yeah. be here, so she had to stop going to three different gyms, different dudes, and it's like it's one of those things where you wouldn't necessarily think about that as sexual harassment, but it's like there's a a social like allowance at a bar to walk up to people it's a place that you're going where that is like meeting new people talking for to the museum, most part like, you're there
0: to hang out you're right Have is where Social the experience. line
2: moves right because it's it's 100% acceptable at a bar to initiate that conversation but when it becomes it becomes obvious that that person does not want to talk to you she does not owe you anything oh no you do not get to talk to someone just because they're in a bar and this is where I think a lot of guys young guys get a problem because they you know this is where they get angry or they get like and I've seen this a lot over over the past couple of weeks too where guys are like, like, well we just can't talk to him at all just can't i'm like no that's not that's that is a a total fucking opposite end of the spectrum reaction to what you're what, what you should be having right i understand that comes from fear and that reaction is well i if i don't know anything so i'm just gonna push away from this situation completely perfect example of that is i read an article st- talking about how a lot of people are um off, com, uh, off uh, excuse me, off the record, commenting in Silicon Valley about how they're like scared to mentor women now, or be in rooms or interview girl uh, women one on one if they're a man, and like I have to have other people in there, and I'm like, I think that is that is just a, a totally far out their reaction to this because there
1: is a middle area where we can all exist and it's acceptable right the thing is be good and lead by example and have it so that if something were to happen people stand up for you because they can stand up to your character and they can it's not one of those things where people dogpile on you because they know that you are a good person they know that what you're saying they can trust based on you not lying and being a good person an example for me that comes to mind that in many ways is sexual harassment is the bra situation from years ago where we were at a a meet and greet and i signed or autographed uh, a bra and i posted a picture of it and we they those girls had a great time we had a great time everything was cool everyone's friendly no one was upset about it we post the picture and um the girl one of the girls was like hey when we put when when you post this can you censor my face just because i just don't want my face in there Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Totally cool. Not even thinking about the repercussions mm-hmm. of it. I'm like, it's totally fine. So we did that, put it up, and it, it goes from being totally cool and everyone being fine until it made people uncomfortable, like certain people, and then it turned into this thing where I got dogpiled on by the SJWs and this and that, whatever. But it, instead of having the reaction of "fuck you guys," like whatever, at my feet, I'm gonna. Fight. I had the reaction of like, "Oh shit! I did not mean offense. You're absolutely right. This is offensive mm-hmm. because this, this, and that. I wasn't blocking out their face to." Um, you know, to to, to sexualize them, sexualize them, objectify them, whatever. It's like they were totally cool about it, but them being cool about it doesn't mean that all the other people are going to be cool about it. And it's just like to me, I was like, I apologize, and I stand by the fact that I apologize, and it's my right to do that. Took it down, and it's like I'm not trying to offend people. Yeah, and, that, but the thing is, it's like the amount of my friends they came to my defense, being like, "Oh, Tim's not, this isn't bad. Yeah, she, like, whatever." Because like a lot of these people were like getting at me. For good reason. If I was a douchebag, if I was a fuck boy, yeah, I should be <laughs> getting got at. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm not. And
0: that was the thing, right? Is that it was a moment in time for us that we were having fun with our fans. These are all best friends, and we put that out there. But then the context was lost, and it looks something that totally isn't us, and what not. What we represent is kind mm-hmm. of funny, and I feel like that, honestly, when. I think that and the reaction to it, and the fact that you talk about it, and the fact that we talk about everything here. Because back to your point earlier, right, of like leading by example, when we bring up the stories, like I said, no, I'd be all the time, like I'd call things I didn't like gay in college, and da, da da da. And I drive that home of let's not talk that way to each other. It's not me reprimanding you, the best friend out there who's 13 watching this and does call things gay. It's me showing you that hopefully the world isn't as small as it was when I was growing up yeah. and I didn't have those experiences. So no one was there to share that with me. I'm sharing with you now to try to get you ahead of the curve to the world you're about to get into. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to the fact that when these stories happen, when it's a Nick Robinson story starts, when it's an Andy thing starts, when it's uh, Harvey Weinstein now, and it literally is just like sexual harassment is all it is. And my, my main concern, which I hope speaks to my, the tenor of my character is Fuck, have and I'm saying just it's the headline of the, these people are in trouble for sexual harassment. Some these people are complaining is fuck. Have I ever done something like that? Have I ever done something that I thought was funny at the time? This, that, and the other. And I made a offhand comment. I did this thing. It said I fucking put something in like you know hell, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean before Jen, like I mean I'm talking years and years back, I fucking DM'd girls to talk to them right, but it was reciprocated and it what it wasn't. Hey, how are you? Fine. Here's my dick. You know what I mean? Or something of that effect. Yeah. And it is yeah. it is that thing that. I'm I get worried of like, fuck, have I done something? I guarantee yeah. you did.
1: I guarantee you did. Oh wait, did or did not? Did. Did. I guarantee that you said things that if you were to look at now out of context without the, the feeling that you had at that moment, sure. texting, DMing, whatever it is. I would say with the DM and the texting of the girls, we're on the same playing field. No, I never
0: but, came out of left field with somebody.
2: But I but I don't <laughs> know, I don't know that there's a guy on the planet that could be like, I've at some point approached a girl in a bar and not made like but, uh, and the conversation has gone off and you're like, oh shit. This before is this point gets now, away right? from me,
0: what I'm saying is then you get to the underlying things of what they said, what they did, what, and I'm like, holy shit, never in a million years would I go at someone like and I mean go at somebody in a bad way, even though it is a bad way. Never would I approach someone, a stranger, someone I find attractive this way. It's the same reason whenever Jen and I tell our story of, you know, getting together, it took her beating me over the head finally on the third attempt to be like, No, I wanna I wanna talk to you, I wanna flirt with you because I would never engage someone, even when it's questionable, right? I have to have all they have to be waving me in like airport fucking yeah. planes <laughs> getting landed. Well, and I
2: think and I think that part of that is because you're a good person, but the other part of that is because you, you like you do have to be a little overly cautious as a guy. Yeah. You do. You have to really understand the intent of the person. Person that's across from you or in this case on the other side of that conversation right and if that person you know in the case of a uh, Nick Robinson or or uh, The the guy from screen junkies yeah. if that person is looking up to you as uh, you know a leader or someone yeah. who can help them You know or a mentor style character Well, then you have a different level of responsibility than you do if you're just a person who finds someone else attractive Right sure there that comes with it a lot the, you know, the the stakes at that point are you do have power over that other person and and then the own that that relationship is forever changed in that regard.
1: Yeah, that makes my, my thing is this something I definitely want to put out there is that in the situations we're talking about, we're saying this because these are people that the Internet talks about. These are people that are influencers yeah, yeah. or whatever. So they mean. Being- doesn't need to be, oh, I have a job so I can get you a job because in Andy's situation, that very clearly was the case. That is what was said. Right. Cool. Uh, in other situations that we've been talking about, that wasn't the case. And yeah, they have a position of power. Yeah, they have Twitter followers or whatever. There was no actual promise of anything. However, there is still a position of power there. Having more money than someone else, having more education than someone else, ha- being a dude is a position of power. Like there's all of these just factors that go mm-hmm. into it that sure. it's like we this is a uh, a problem on such a grand scale that it isn't just the people that are public figures. It goes all the way down. I think that's where it gets scary. Being a teacher is a public figure or is a position, position of power. power. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Being a TA is a position of power. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like it just there's so many things that you just need to like look at all the factors of it and how it affects People and the, the world we live in, where it's, this is a constant thing, everyone deals with every day of their life.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, and it, and it sucks now too because, especially in in the digital era, in the digital age, where can like you can initiate contact so much easier without having any real indication of what's going on in that in that person's like in, in the other person's like life or I'm sorry, let me rephrase this without really seeing anything of what's happening with that person's body language or anything like that. Right. If you meet someone in a, in a, in a store for instance, or if you meet them in a bar and you say hi and they go, hi,
3: All you right, know, a hundred percent.
2: Okay. This person doesn't want to be talked to at least not by me. Right. But this, this, this little window we put up between us and people, I think it's just this weird separation that, for some reason, emboldens certain. Well, it's people doing to even it's way, doing it's even strange. more to
0: desens, uh, desensitize you to the fact that it's another human on the screen, right? Yeah. Like at yeah. what point, like in a bar, would you ever be like, "Hey," and a woman's like, "Hey," you're like, "Cool, here's my dick." Like that's not Girl, like that da- doesn't mean. Like, no, is- but no, the
3: number of dick, unsolicited sir. dick pics that girls get is too ridiculous. You,
2: I I joke about this. I actually joke about this in my act because I have uh, I have an axe now. I don't know if you know this or not, Greg, <laughs> I but I have but uh, I have a bit that that I write about Tinder, and one of the parts is like, do do people actually Ever want dick pics, or are no. they just out there whenever you like? They're just there, right? Like, and I feel like
3: if you do, <laughs>
2: I'm sure there's a couple the people. Com- the, on the conversation that is see that, definitely but... going
3: in that direction. Like, yeah, it's it's still shocking. Like every time I get one of like, I have never even messaged you back. Like I have not. We have not. It's been one way conversations every time. What and like,
2: what do, what do those guys think? This is what that's I what I would love to like know. You, like like you I've as given a woman, you
3: zero signs. You've
2: given them zero signs that you want you want any contact with them, and they think you know what. I'm gonna show you my dick, and that's gonna change your mind. It's gotta so be. Like, it's gotta, hey, gotta yeah, be so, th- them off at exactly. That that's that's the thing. It's a turn on to them at the moment. I don't think anybody thinks that that's going to evolve.
0: And I'm talking about the blind dick pick, not yeah, like yeah. we're in a relationship and you're sexting or something. I don't think the random. Oh, your DMs are open. Here's a fucking dick. Somebody thinks they're gonna bite on it. No pun intended. But it's the fact. You know, I think it is just the fact of like, yeah, I'm powerful, and yeah, I just showed her my dick. It's the modern day flasher, right? 100%. The fucking people walking around yeah. in giant trench coats being gross.
3: But yeah, like, I mean, I think it's. I, guys have it super rough, of like, I feel like a lot. Do you, any of you guys watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I used to, yeah. So, and How I'm, I, mean, how I Met Your Mother, they talked yeah. about the Dobbler Dahmer theory, which is like, you doing a grand gesture to any person could either be like uh lloyd dobler from say anything of like mm-hmm. this big romantic thing or it could be i remember this episode Domer, yeah. like who jeffrey,
0: jeffrey Domer. Domer. there we go
3: i was like where could i be love like that a, you know yeah.
0: <laughs> All hi uh, my mother john q sack rolls wait who was that a uh, murderer killed uh, a bunch of people ate yeah. yeah. them um,
3: but yeah it's like the and it, it's hard because it's not something like reading a room and reading people's interactions isn't something that you can teach necessarily. It's not like a there's not a checklist of like they'll do this. They won't do this. Yeah, like And that changes no, from no, person yeah. to person. So it's like.
2: There's no matrix of like, okay, we're here, okay, what's this, okay, yeah. you know, you can't, that's not the way it works. And, and that's, and it's unfortunate because especially in your formative years as, as a young guy growing up when you hit puberty from like 13 to like 18, those are the years that you have to, you're, you have to figure it out, right? Yeah. Then you get into college and a lot of alcohol starts getting into it and that throws another curveball where you're like, okay, well, fuck, now I have to negotiate this. Um, and even to this day, you know, even, you know, even at the age of 37, I'll meet people and be like. I, I still have to like understand what this situation is. I still have to, I, I still have to realize what all the social grace is here and where, where is the tact? Where is the line? What is acceptable to do? A, everyone's drunk at a comic con party and people are making jokes and I'm like, uh, I'm, but I'm still at work, you know, like it's yeah, very, it's very totally. weird. It's
0: very weird. I mean, for me, it's the like, and I'm not saying this is not a, Oh, what was me? It's hard being a man as much as this man, this is a fucking city, shitty situation for women is the fact that like when I'm walking, party on the street or whatever at night and like, you know, we live in a, 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 a a businessy residential area, right? So there's people in bars, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. But when it's just at, at me out on the street or whatever, and there's a woman in front of me who's left a bar, who's walking, I'll do that thing where I slow, my, I slow down and stop and let them get away because I don't want them to think that I'm bearing down. I'm not great if they yeah. turn around and see the wiener dog; they know they're cool. <laughs> but like, you know, other than that, it's it
2: might the be concern. a red herring. Now yeah. you never know.
3: Well, when like I was why is it dog got no pants? Ah, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was not this last time that I was dog sitting for you guys, but another time back, I had Portillo outside and it was super late and it was just like a. Please just make this fast so I can go back inside. But some guys tried to start to talk to me, and I was like, and he could tell yeah. that I was immediately uncomfortable. He's like, "Oh, I live in this building. Like, I know."
0: Oh, he was the dude smoking the, outside. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he was like,
3: "I know the parents of right. the dog." Yeah, I was yeah, like, right. "Oh, okay," but it is like an immediate like, "Oh man, what's what is this going to happen?" Where, what's the end goal yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. You was know I mean? like, like, like that. "Oh, poor Dilla, please hurry." Yeah. But yeah, and that's like kind of a shitty thing because it's like I don't want to, I don't want to always have to have those reactions. But like, you have enough interactions with people of like where you can see where this is going and it's like you just try and stop it as early as does possible. it seem
0: i mean we're talking about like where we think does it seem like it's getting better in your not experience but i mean even like life of what you've heard from females I'm in your family
3: kind of sorry to
0: make you come on and speak for no. all females too, <laughs> i know the way. sorry
3: yeah i definitely don't speak for all women but it was interesting i guess i didn't even think about this until like we were on the show but I was in an Uber the other night, and it Ugh. was an Uber pool, which I love because I love watching the interactions oh, between fuck, people. I, I think it's it. so funny. I hate it. Um,
2: I hate it. All. But my
3: driver stopped and waved someone to walk through the crosswalk, and she like smiled and waved and walked, and he just went on this whole tirade of like, "Yeah!" And she, she what a beautiful smile and all this stuff. And I was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, I, "This I, is why I, girls don't smile because they don't want that kind of no. reaction and they don't want." To I had an start Uber driver.
2: That. I had an Uber driver that was singing in the car and it was clearly like peacocking because there were, it was me oh. and two other girls that were in their 20s yeah. and this older Uber driver who thought it was acceptable to be this these two girls best friend all of a sudden and I was so fucking uncomfortable like I got to a point where I like I had to roll down a window cuz I was like I'm getting really claustrophobic in here and this is just a fucking bad setting. And they were being good sports about it, but you could tell as every song came on, he was like, "Right, right." They were like, "Dude, it's fucking nine in the yeah. morning, man. I'm just trying to go to work. Like, this is inappropriate." But don't even get me started on the uh the sheer volume of inappropriateness that is Uber drivers. Yeah. I just What's have had your act? Oh, it's in the act. Okay, good, oh, okay, yeah. It's in the act. There's there's oh, the LA Uber drivers are definitely going to the act. The ones whose cars didn't work Remember that um, one, we had a way at one Uber driver thought it was acceptable to pick us up with a car that was had, had one cylinder that was missing. One didn't have brakes and the other one had, a, it was just like, at certain RPMs, it would just kind of shut off for a little bit and then kind of kick back in. I was like, this is so fucking dangerous.
3: But uh. to go back to it, I think the internet has opened up like a whole new world of like, you have to watch your back. Of stuff because Well, there's a level so of accountability
2: now, which I think there, was, there wasn't there was prior, right? And that's why it's so important that, like, and, and it sucks because these these first few wave of women that come out against these guys are going to get roasted, yeah, and it's going to hurt their careers, and it's going to hurt them. It
3: was Evan Rachel Wood who was like, women have nothing to gain from coming nothing out to gain, and everything to lose, accusations and yep. putting this stuff out there. And it's
2: very true, and it's very true now. My hope is that as all of these start to come out, that goes away, right? And it just becomes regular old justice. I mean, what it it's needs to be justice. with all the
0: respect is that again, just like when we talk about the vocal minority and people being mean in video games, it means that the silent majority needs to get off the bench and yeah. and, and say, yeah, this is unacceptable and not compliment people, but hey, thanks for telling your story, or I know this yeah. is painful, or, I know, blah, 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 Just show that it's not all just fucking pitchforks and torches out there.
4: Yeah, I mean, my wife kind of ran into a situation like that at one of her jobs where somebody made an inappropriate comment and not knowing that she was married or anything like that, and mm-hmm. she was like, "I don't think my husband would like that comment." Yeah. And the guy was like, "Oh, didn't know you were married," and backed off. No apology, whatever. Yeah. I I think that's in a, that's unacceptable because it was an inappropriate comment in the first place. Sure, regardless and, of yeah, marital regardless status, regardless of her status, yeah. And there was no apology, and I was just like, "Okay, well, you could tell the guy I wasn't pleased, and you know he needs to apologize and stuff." And I think eventually he did, but. There's also the situation where like with Tim's post where he did that and he made an apology and he took it down and everybody kinda jumped on the bandwagon supporting him, saying, Hey, he's not the kind of guy. And I think that's also the issue we face where we'll have people who they get accused rightfully and people just go to support them. They're like, Oh, I know this guy, he wouldn't do that. And so that's where we run in the issue where women are afraid to come forward because they're afraid people will jump on the sure. rug and just course, because yeah. I, once is all it takes. One time, and that person is in the wrong completely. I rape is a person could rape once that they can't say I'm sorry and take it back. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the situation we're in where it's it has to be to that extreme. It doesn't have to be in a harassment issue.
0: And that's and that's my, you know, fear back to it right ever like man, have I sexually harassed somebody? Have I made somebody uncomfortable? Have I it? And I'd like to think I haven't, but like to your point Tim, I probably have. I'm sure. I mean, and the problem is that we, have, we live in a society where that person f- did not feel comfortable enough to tell me I overste- stepped the yeah. line and that fucking devastates me because obviously if I knew, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. But you know what I mean? like, yeah. That's never my
1: intent. No, exactly. And But th- I guess that's what I'm saying is that it's like if you, if someone were to come forward with some something you said to them years ago or whatever and were to po- post that publicly, there's not going to be other people like, oh man, I've been silent. Now I'm coming forward and saying this because those people don't exist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think Hopefully. that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Again, I'm just saying that, like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I
0: think of myself as not having enemies. I'm sure there is a legion of superheroes against Greg Miller. My point is,
1: like, if (laughs) that's the opposite of on. (laughs) I'm not the villain. (laughs) I'm not just talking about people coming
0: (laughs) in saying, "Legion of Doom." They're not gonna come for me, Lex Luthor and Bizarro yeah, no, <laughs> We're the good no, guys. No, no.
1: Uh, I'm just saying, that it's not that like people come to my defense of like, oh Tim wouldn't do this. Tim, like it's I, it's not anybody. It's people that that know me that can represent me. It's it's the Greg Millers and the Nick Scarpinos yeah. that are like, hey, we got this, you know, and, and going beyond that with yeah. context. Yeah, yeah. There's happening. a difference between like a, like you made a bonehead mistake. You're not a fucking serial sexual assaulter. But the thing with that too is that I, I when I did it. I didn't look at it as a mistake. And this, this no, you, did it, you did it with what, best intentions, what, of But what's an important thing that I, I want to put out there is when I posted that, I had talked to Gia the night before, feminist number one. And I'm like, is this fine? Is this acceptable? Is it cool? And we talked about it and like, it I got the okay. I got the, it wasn't even that I was fighting for it. She's like, this is fine. Like just the context of everything, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then it, when I posted it, it wasn't fine. It's not that me posting it was wrong. It's not that what I did was wrong. It's when I posted it, I stand by me posting it. Like that was something that sure. I did and I stand by that action. It wasn't until the reaction where I'm like, oh, I didn't do it for that reaction. Mm-hmm. If it's offending people,
2: I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. I mean, you didn't you didn't post it for the same reason why the guy started Girls Gone Wild, right? There was no like, hey, I'm gonna capitalize off of these these two young immature girls that don't realize what this could do to them, right? You were like, No, these people were having a great time and we just wanted to show that. We wanted to show some of the spirit of where we were at in this in this group. And unfortunately by putting the smileys on their face, it looked like it just was a bad look. That's all.
1: Yeah. Smiley or goes. no smiley though, I still think it would have got the the same reaction eventually if, if the right the right or wrong, depending on how you want to look at it, person saw it. And it's just it's you need to live your life feeling things out, and then when things happening, realizing and accepting that if you fucked up or not. Like, yeah. another situation we were in, I referred to some girl's pictures as trashy, and it turned into this whole fucking fight. I stood by it where I'm like, you know what I mean by this. Is I'm not trying to offend anybody. And I'm not trying to, like, uh, demean anybody. I'm not slut-shaming I, I'm, her. I'm not slut-shaming at all. And I am fucking, I am all about sexuality. I am gonna fight for open sexuality till the day I die. Uh, male, female, everything. And it's like, so to me, I'm like, no, I don't mean that bad. But I'm like, Man, me saying that word hits people the wrong way. Because there's, and that I was the thing, right? Not say that word.
0: I was there when that happened. That woman didn't know you. And she, you know, she was coming in as a friend of one of our friends. And so to have not this, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing about us when people, you know, if I would hope if something got posted or taken out of context or this person was mad at us and came at us and I've been sitting on this for a decade and wanted to do it, I would hope the hundreds of hours of us that everyone's listened to, right, would give people a, a thing of like, I'm sure that's not how it was meant that I'm Greg would have wanted to talk to you about it, blah, blah, blah. But coming in carte blanche, having your own hook to that word. I think that's the big thing you're you're hitting on, right? Is the fact that we post, we check, we talk to our significant others, we talk to anybody about like, hey, is this I mean the number of times I've come to Joey, not with sexual content, but like stuff like, hey, would this offend the community? Hey, you're you have a different thing. Like would, is this gonna sit the way I expect it to? And it's a yes or no or a maybe. It's the idea of you only have your lens, your experience to go out and put something out. And when you get contradictory information to that, you have you have to decide. And I think for most of the stuff we do, which I was about to call stupid because it is. It's just trivial us talking about video games or whatever, right? Make, putting a goofy post out you have to be able to sit there and accept critique and 100%. other people's lenses. And like, I'm talking about the girls and, and with her pants being too tight. And just that little bit of a twist of like, well, maybe it's not the girl's problem. It's the guy. Like that was a ma- major mindset change for me in, in this not mm. argument. Cause I'm not arguing it, but in the fact of like, Oh fuck, I haven't considered that perspective. And that's the whole thing of like, that's why I don't want to ever be that. I, I put this out and I'm planting my feet, you know and I'm doing? This whole thing. And like, I, I you know, it's the whole thing of, um, we talk on this show about like, oh man, you know, not saying gay, not saying fag, not saying retarded because these things uh, we did a rant about it or it came up in a topic not too long ago and a guy hit me up and he's like, I find it interesting. You'll you know you'll stop saying those words to not offend people, but goddamn oh God, is a different God situation. Damn. And I was like, this is a fascinating tweet fascinating that point. I don't agree with you, but I'd like to be a topic because I don't think they're the same thing. But I understand where you're coming from, and that's not my point. You know, it's like yeah. that is that thing of like I don't agree with all on that one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop saying goddamn right now. And, um, but I do want to talk about it at some point. And I do want to have more of that conversation, and open
2: dialogue about it. It's but like it's the not next pl- topic.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. We, get to, we should stop here in a second. I mean, I think I think we solved. No, but what, sexual yeah, but, harassment? Yeah, but what you're talking
2: about? And I love it. I think this is an important. Note. I'm sorry to, to go a little long on this, but what you're talking about is personal growth. Right? Yeah, what you're talking about is learning from your mistakes and there's nothing like you're like, you know, for any guys out there, any young guys specifically that are that are listening to this, the, you're going to go through life making little mistakes every once in a while. It's how you react to those and how you choose to react to those rather that define your character. If you put someone in an uncomfortable place and that person says, "Hey, this is not cool." And you go, "You know what? I apologize. Like, I'm going to I'm going to think about this situation and maybe not and never do this again." That's personal growth. If you double down and go, "Fuck you." Like, whatever I'm a man. Like that's where you start to get into territory that makes you an asshole. So you got to really be careful and really understand that there is going to be some level of like, you got to, you have to negotiate. And there's going to,
0: there are going to be times when you say no. I don't mean to make
2: I don't no, want to no, make I don't want to okay. make it sound yeah. like
0: I'm offended by you saying that you're, you're not like, every all right not every t- yeah exactly sometimes you're gonna be like I. Uh, it's yeah, okay well, like and I god, understand like, god damn
2: I always say Goddamn. I say god damn all the time I say Jesus I say Jesus and then, because to me I I, that, that, well, I that, don't want to go off don't the spoil the that. next don't spoil <laughs> yeah, the topic we're to do on the next show Um. but yeah that is that is uh, a, a, a defensible position for me right yeah. and I will talk to people about that and I will say I have very uh, very uh, uh, harsh opinions on religion and I'll stand by those and those are backed by years and years of Catholics school, right? And if people want to have the conversation with me, I absolutely will. Sure. That's part about that's part of being an individual and having right as a right as a human being to say what you want to say yeah. in this country.
1: Well, so um, that's the thing the freedom of speech thing I think is important where it's like to me it's the like you are you're allowed to say whatever the hell you want. The reason I no longer use the word slut, the reason I no longer use the word trashy is because I have the freedom to say things. People also have the freedom to understand what I mean. And I want them to know what I'm saying, not the words. And it's like I can say those words and what I actually mean by them in a, in a way that gets my point across much better sure well you're describing
3: connotation yeah
1: and without just this immediate shutdown or bucketing of what i'm saying and what type of person i am based on that what you're describing there is what we used to talk about in
0: college all the time right and this is a stretch but stick with me is really why the fuck would you ever say it's really cool it's really awesome. It's really there's better there's a better word Hella. that mm. exactly. But I mean that <laughs> to take those two words and make them into one that explain what you're trying to say better. And that's what you're saying, right? Like like saying slutty or what this is trashy or whatever is a is for you it's a shortcut it's it's worthless like why not express your opinion more than what you're trying to do in like 140 characters not that you tweet hey nice trashy photo but you know what i mean in terms of a conversation of like what's your real point mm-hmm. why are we using the shorthand to get there and not actually sure. having a conversation and not understand the point all right joey did we miss Thank anything you.
3: Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to
0: thank you for coming on. I I mean, for the audience, for clarity, 100 percent, of course, you know, it's Justin's episode. We were going to have him on. And then it was me and Nick both wanted to do this topic today. And then it was the conversation between us three of just like, all right, well, in the past when we've done a Ferguson topic, a racism topic, something like that outside of what three white guys think who. All dressed and look very similar. <laughs> what do they think? It's like, it's usually a, well, why didn't you have a black person on? Why didn't you have a woman on? Why didn't And it's always the thing I've said before publicly of just like, the shows are booked ahead of time. I feel like, is it even more insulting to bring somebody in and plug them in for that topic? But we talked about it, and you, I, again, would the community want that? Would women want it? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. I don't really want it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is not like the number one topic I ever want to talk about, but like, I think it's important that you guys get different perspectives. And, exactly.
0: Like, yeah, definitely.
3: It's, yeah. And it, I think it, I feel like women have to deal with this a lot more than guys probably think about. Or- I mean,
0: I mean, this is back to the whole thing with that like uh, YouTube video of that woman walking through New York that blew up, mm-hmm. went viral a few years ago. Now, yeah, where it was just like Jesus Christ, really? That's yeah. what it's like, and you know, what I mean, even now with like Jen, it's I, I'm taken aback all the time because mm-hmm. I'll do that thing where I'm walking and I fall behind her. And then I'm, ca- I'm walking to catch up, but I see guys go and then they do like the out of there. And then they like do a 360 to look at her ass or whatever. Or like there was one time when we bought all the booze for the Landis episode, we checked out together, but with the divider between our stuff. So it looked like I wasn't with her. Mm-hmm. And the way the guy was like, <laughs> like the like, clerk was like talking to her and doing all this stuff. And then I just walked over and swiped my car. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, hey. And then oh, oh, totally different. A conversation yeah. of how I'm going to interact with what's happening. Like, oh. um,
3: the last thing you had talked about how you would wish that people that women had told you, like yeah. if they had said something that. Um, had offended them, and in general, not and, just yeah. me, <laughs> but like in people. Yeah, yeah. But I think the reason that we don't do that is because so often you think that you're talking to a nice guy, and they throw out some comment that you don't mm-hmm. appreciate, and you go back at them, and they turn instantly, and it's like a. I didn't well, know you Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Right. And you're like, blah, 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 and all here's this the stuff. deal:
2: that is because the guy is very insecure.
3: Yeah, and Defensive. that
2: is a defense mechanism, right? That yeah. anger, anger, by the way, is 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 Anger is a secondary emotion as 100%. people will tell you right there's no such thing as like I'm angry you're angry because something ex- ignites that anger and yeah. in this instance it's because for whatever reason your ego's bruised you're hurt mm-hmm. You're hurt and it's saddened and you read the situation wrong. You read the situation wrong and you you put yourself out there and this person did not resonate with that and you have two ways of dealing with it. One is going, okay, I'll learn from this and this will build into my confidence later and that's okay that this person doesn't want me and that's it doesn't mean that I'm a piece of shit. Or you have the opposite reaction, which most young guys do, which is, well. I'm just going to get angry and puff out my chest and yeah. peacock and because I am a man and, yeah, and it's like that doesn't make you more of a man it doesn't no. making you more of a man is having the confidence to learn from your mistakes and move on and that's what a man is yeah, in my opinion
3: but so many times you get that reaction to where it's like I'd rather remove myself from the situation stop cut off I conversation I understand that and, which isn't necessarily good because it doesn't teach the other person like hey that's not okay but it's like it's a self protection thing of uh, like I don't want to yeah. put myself in that position
2: this is why I always tell guys You know, do not initiate these kinds of things in those settings like work or in the gym because you are putting this person in a very hard position, right? Yeah, like we you know, I've worked alongside women for the last 20 since I've started working, right? This is their livelihood, right? So if you are the kind of person that's going to hit on this girl and not accept that or. Put her in that position. You have to understand the corner you're 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 putting her in, mm-hmm. right? She can't go to HR because then she's the person that ratted on you, right? Yeah. And then what are all your how are all your friends going to treat her? So, and it's
3: even the ripple effect from that of like not not the direct uh, interactions from like if it was me and you from you. It's right. like everybody else that the office knows and how everybody else treats you then right. and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's just shit. It affects shit. Like, to the, put the it, whole ecosystem. To put it in terms
2: that maybe I don't, I'm going to try to put it in terms that maybe a guy can understand. You work at let's say Starbucks, right? And every once in a while we you know, every once in a while, some giant dude comes in and just fucks with you, right? You don't know when it's gonna happen, and every once in a while he just keeps doing it. And you can't stop him from doing this because you're at work and he knows where you're at, right? And think about how fucking horrible that would be for you to deal with that every fucking so often. You don't know when it's gonna happen, right? I and mean, that's not an accurate portrayal of it. But I just don't think you guys, you have to realize like there's just so much more that's built into this than just that casual conversation you just had. Right, I hate the idea of having to think about all
0: the women I know being on the defensive all the time and mm-hmm. worry about that. We're not, we're good here, right?
3: No, you guys are totally fine. Okay, sure. And okay. If, like, I know
0: Andy though, There's Gundams. Those damn it's Gundams. Very sexual for him.
3: Yeah. So many tentacles. No. The biggest problem now, I have is Nick and fucking Kevin stealing my hot Cheetos.
2: <laughs> you can't. We have a rule in this office that I just instituted right now. You oh, can't no. leave a, an open bag of hot Cheetos on your desk for longer than a week without offering <laughs> some to Big Old Nick. I walked in the other day. I was like. Andy, Joey, you guys are pretty cool. But would you know would you make me bet way more cool? We you had a bag of flaming Hot Cheetos. And they were like, oh, I don't have that. And then Andy fed me um, Cheerios this morning, and it made me feel good about myself.
1: Honey Nut Cheerios. They were. And then you made a really offensive motion <laughs> when you said Nut. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no sexual harassment here <laughs> <laughs> just right, Andy just <laughs> <of> <laughs> harassment.
0: You, are you sticking around are you going to work what do you got to do Friday 13th oh, stuff yeah I gotta okay I gotta Joey thanks so for thank joining you. us no problem thank you
3: what do you want
0: You just what just, just I fine just need to move this down? nah do whatever you want okay. cool Greg's got it look he's, move, he's on the move he's doing stuff he moves. yeah it's fun uh Justin what's your topic
4: so and thanks talk- for hanging
0: in there on an episode where we're like well, let's talk about something serious you're like no, no, I'm no, no, the no. guest I
4: told you guys in advance I was it's very topical. I wanted to do it. Uh, so, my topic is the concessions you make to please other people.
2: Mm. Uh, You're clearly so, married.
4: <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and that's it, that's where I consider a positive concession, is that uh, my wife wants me, whenever we go to an event together, she wants me to dress a certain way. Like, I would prefer to dress like this all the time, sure. or to even wear, you know... A logo t shirt or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe like that. maybe
0: wear a kind of funny t shirt you bought it at kind of funny.com slash store, huh? Yeah. Well, First I, time I met you, you wore an achievement hunter shirt. Yeah. So, well and this time, at the same time nothing. I bought a kind of funny Thanks shirt Thanks for wearing it today.
4: It's stretched out. I'm sorry. I've lost some weight. So. <laughs> hey! hey! Alright, good job. Is this one of the concessions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. She saw that. She's like, eh, it's a bit stretched out, don't worry. it. Yeah, that. yeah. Um Good job. Yeah. So it it for her I make those. And I don't always want to make them, but I do because I, I realize <laughs> she's she trying exactly she's she's trying to help me better myself. One hundred percent, and I take that as feedback. Whereas a negative thing is like at work, um, I have a larger vocabulary than some of the people I work with, and when uh, there a rule was instituted where I can't use any words above three syllables,
1: who the fuck? That's did weird. That rule? <laughs> well, that's a, a weird, weird Arizona thing. Yeah. yeah well,
4: no. I... I it's <laughs> it's not Arizona. It's, oh. uh, yeah, one's a Canadian and one is from Mexico. So it's one doesn't. Oh,
0: wait, is this the whiskey?
4: Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Okay. different people. Okay. No, no. Okay. The, this is uh, my day job. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whiskey's a side job, which we're hoping eventually it will turn into a day job.
0: You're going to send us a bottle, right? Because I want exactly, to okay, yeah. just make sure. Yeah. Um, you want to pinch the brain? What's, what's the, what's the, what's going to
4: be? Uh, Scar Whiskey. You guys can go to scarwhiskey.com. Uh, we have a Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that. Uh, It's not ready yet, but uh, we're hoping sometime in early January or something like that, if you guys go down to Mexico where we're making it, uh, you can hopefully buy some moonshine or some white whiskey that we're hoping to have, and then uh, we're going to start trying to import that.
2: Okay. Um, You make a lot of concessions. I think about this a lot because I think that people will look at the word concession or uh, the word compromise as a negative, right? And sometimes it is. Sometimes compromising your values uh, for someone else is not a good situation. In the case of being married, if you've chosen the right person, I think it can lead to tremendous personal growth. I see this a lot of the times. I have a lot of friends who are still single. And you know, when you're single in your 20s, it's, it's different than when you're single in your late 30s. I see people who are on dating apps, I see people who are unwilling to compromise, unwilling mm. to, to, to uh, allow anyone else to change them in any way, shape, or form. And from my experience, I've looked at these people and I'm like, I don't think you're as happy as you could be if you were just willing to give a little bit of that ground up to get a lot more in return. And that to me is the basis of every healthy relationship. I don't care if it's a business relationship or a personal relationship. Take what we do here, right? We, ha- we work as a team. And, you know, left to our own devices, we we might not operate the same way, but we operate in such a way where we make small concessions so that we can support each other so that we can get a greater, grander thing out of it. Like, I would not, if I were doing this on my own, I wouldn't have this great, this big studio. I wouldn't have a Kevin. I wouldn't have a cool Greg because I don't, I just don't know that I would have done what it would have taken or made the concessions or made Those choices to get these people in but Here we're constantly reevaluating okay is That the right thing to do no that's maybe the, that Might be a fun thing to do right now but If I shift my expectation of what that might Be over to here then maybe We'll get a studio out of it right and and, and it's worked So far Um, with, with Marriage I think I mean there's a Lot of concessions that I've made in marriage that Have ended up being really really strong like powerful For me one of which is my wife loves to travel And I hate traveling mm. but When I go with her I'm Always struck by how much fucking fun it is and how much personal growth I get out of it and how much perspective I gain from just getting out of the United States and seeing other people's culture and just existing in their world for just this slight little window of time, right? Um, I think that her not I want to say forcing, but her encouraging me to do to, to get out and 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 do new things is such a fucking amazing experience that I just I wouldn't do it on my own. I just know I wouldn't. Do you think? The
0: concessions you've made for her, the traveling, getting out and doing new things, has in a way enabled you to be crazy enough to be like, "I'm gonna go do comedy. I'm gonna go do." Uh, I movie think it's one hundred percent connected.
2: Damn jiu-jitsu i mean jiu is a perfect example Right? let's take that example i've talked about this before but jiu-jitsu is and I, I look at jiu not necessarily as an exercise or martial art i look at more of it as, as a uh, a mental obstacle right a, a mental like mental training basically i have a tremendous amount of anxiety before i go into jiu-jitsu every single time i go in and then once i once i get there and once i get through a class i'm very proud of myself and like i was talking to you guys it is a massive stress release the whole reason i started going back into that was because I was, I was dealing with a lot of personal issues, dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of anger issues, and my wife was like, you have got to figure out something you can do to combat this because you are turning into a, a gigantic asshole to deal with. She pushed me to do that, but she also gave me the support and showed me the example of what it meant to try new things and get outside of your comfort zone, and yes, a hundred percent, like traveling to Thailand, traveling to these uh, to Morocco, all these things that I was I, I was scared to do. Once you do them, they do give you those little, that little confidence to then go tackle the bigger issues in your life of like wanting to go back to something that terrifies you or wanting to try something you've always wanted to do but never thought. Um, You know, never thought you could do when you and that it to me again is the foundation of a great relationship It might not be a one-to-one like that It might just be that I've made little concessions here and there But in return I get this great human being that goes you can fucking do it man Like I believe in you and like I don't care how confident you are It's really lovely and really nice having someone who's in your fucking corner 100% and who's just there for you and who can just be like Dude, I'm here for you. Like we're here for each other. We're a fucking team. Right. And I think, you know, on the flip side of that coin where it starts to go, where it starts to get unfortunate is when you're not a team and you're making concessions just to keep the other person happy. And then you're going down that dark, 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 dark road where no matter what you do, that person's not going to be happy because that person's not a happy person. and doesn't have what
1: it takes to be happy until they figure it out. But I think that's where this gets complicated because it's never just two people. Like, in, and no matter what the situation is, there's so many outside factors of the concessions you make for your wife affect us in whatever way, sure. right? And it keeps going from there. And sometimes I feel like you need to make concessions with somebody based on their concessions with someone else, mm. right? And when I look at it, like, kind of funny, for example, it's all about us learning how to be a team. And right. everything you just said, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. And when I think of Gia, the one thing for me is sleep. I know I joke about that all the time, but it's true. It's that's something that I very much enjoy and very much value. And I spent my entire life kind of scheduling my days out surrounding sleep as being something that I'm like, this is what I'm going to do this. And the rest of the day, I'm focused on building whatever it is that I'm, I'm trying to build me building me. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that she's in my life, it's the fucking best. I have someone pushing me. I have all this stuff, but I just had to change everything. And once you do those changes, you're like, oh, totally great. We're in a better place now and we can figure out. It's a compromise more than a concession. But then when I look at at us as a team, it's like over the the years, seeing the things just it's learning how to deal with each other to optimize us getting what we want and need out of each other to help. The whole thing kind yeah, of Yeah, to help grow the whole thing and help it, the whole thing grow. Yeah, yeah, it's a
2: matter of priorities, right? A perfect example, a small example. It was the other week, uh, we were all getting together to go to team like uh, team uh lunch. We we're gonna go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You were gone. It was like what, two days ago, Friday, whatever.
0: Every fucking time I'm not here. They go And to right well, we went today. Yeah, and I know we, I begged you. I know. That was fun. a
2: concession you made for me. It's true. It was a good concession. Uh we get in the car and then I realized oh fuck, I'm supposed to take my wife out of town on Saturday, which means that I should probably get the car cleaned and get ga- and get it gassed up and like run some errands before that, right? And so I had to leave a team lunch with you guys that I was looking forward to, uh, to go and do that, right? Y'all mm-hmm. gave me shit for it and that's totally fine. And that's it. Maybe something amazing would have happened at that lunch. Maybe we would have been struck with a cool new thing we wanted to do for a let's play or something like that. I don't know, but that's that's where you have to start, you
1: know, weighing those priorities. I mean it's it's funny, like taking that to a step further, it's I feel like I made the concession with you, where I'm like, if I put something on the calendar, that's not enough, I need to tell Nick, we're doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the concession of, hey, don't make a big deal out of this and whatever. If things need to get done, I learned that's how I need to interact with you. I feel like I'm the opposite of that with you sometimes, where you need to remind me things constantly. Mm -hmm. And then we get to where we need to go because we know each other. And that's based off of concessions over time of just being like, if this was my way, this would happen, then this would happen, then this would happen, but it's like, Everyone's, well, that, not a, everyone's
0: not a clone of me and that's the whole thing too though i mean even t- to go grander with concessions that's the whole reason kind of funny works is the fact that it is i want to do this show i want to do this thing all right you're like it's not the right time that's not the him and it's like okay i can i trust you i know the vision we all have for this company i know that we're all working towards the same goal so if this doesn't work for some reason fine if we can go do something the other way fine
1: yeah it's all about figuring it out concessions mm-hmm. it's just that's life right it is communications it's like i'm trying to think of besides Part like relationships and and kind of funny like yeah what what yeah. do you have any other examples?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, and it it goes. It, you guys aren't recording this, right? So I can. Oh, we're not no, recording. No, any no, of this you yeah. talk okay. about your wife. Yeah, She'll
0: never see guys? this. She'll okay. never watch
2: this. Great,
4: cool. Greg, so
0: b- put a, just black everything out now until we're done talking about his wife. Yeah. Yeah. it's a joke. Don't do it. <laughs> cool, Greg's so good at his job. I don't know. If he
2: could actually do it.
4: <laughs> he just kills the lights. Um, but uh, so uh whiskey fest was a thing here in San Francisco on Friday. And I was just going to go dress like this. I'm like it because my personal opinion is fuck everybody else. If they don't <laughs> like the way I'm dressed, that's their problem. But she convinced me go in a nice polo, put on some pant, er, some jeans and stuff. And I think dressed like that, people actually took me more serious. So mm-hmm. I actually oh, yeah. was able to talk to people and find out information. Great about example their of that, stuff. Yeah whereas if I went like this they might have thought I was a slob and I saw people who were like in full-up suits like dressed to the nines as you would and they just people didn't take them serious either it was like oh okay well these people are here to make an event yeah whereas dressed the way I was people are like okay well he's casual he wants to he's asking us questions and I think a lot more people talked to me gave me good information than would have in either end of that spectrum if you're I,
0: listening at home Justin's dressed like and looks a bit like Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's, what, that's what we're up
4: to. That is true. I appreciate Where's that. Where's my
0: beer?
2: Cool, oh. gonna get some beers for Stone Cold over here. <laughs> we only have bottles though so I don't smash anything. <laughs> oh, the glass! It's in my mouth! <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's funny because the dressy thing it reminds me of my brother who... Uh recently we've had to do a couple weddings, a couple different more fancy events, and he's not allowed to wear his hat. The hat. And it, it like that drives him nuts. And it's it's funny because it's not a cons- I mean, there's a lot of people that are uh, like I just wanna dress this way and fuck people and whatever. My brother's different where it's like he's just he's uncomfortable if he doesn't have his hat.
3: Like and the, there's and a the,
1: level of confidence so it is a concession where he values kevin right. and this and paula specifically enough to, <laughs> <laughs> to well because he would have told kevin to fuck off but yeah. uh with paula it's like paula didn't want him to wear the hat at the wedding so he's like all right let me know as soon as you're comfortable and i'll put it back on and it's like that that's what we're talking about
0: cool greg made the biggest concession for me the other day and he it didn't even end up panning out but it was the fact that i was in new york city I was drinking my coffee there, having a good time. We had about an hour until my WWE meeting and my phone went off and I was like, I don't, that's weird. It's a weird notification that vibrated. I looked at it and it was the uh, security system here at the office oh, yeah. saying the security system was going off and I did the math in my head. I'm like, it's eight o'clock in the morning there. And, and as you now know, I'm the only one who gets there. Or even, I get the, I'm get. i usually the first, me or Kevin's the first person here. And mm. it's, I'm, I'm usually nine 30 and if Kevin's somewhere around there, plus or minus, and I'm like, fuck that's not us at all and i started to, to do a group text and kevin texted me from w- milan or wherever the hell he was and I cross it and he's like hey the security system going off i'm like i know i'm on it and then his things were all out of order and he gave me a number and it was this whole thing and by the time cool greg was the only one answering the text thread and he wasn't there and i had to be like all right well you go and he's like yeah i'm gonna get an Uber. I'm like thanks man and then sure enough i called comcast to be like hey we don't know what's going on we're checking out she's like all right the cops are gonna be there when you get there and i was like all right and so i texted cool greg i'm like dude, this is not what you want to hear, <laughs> but the police are going to be there when you get there. And he's like, I can't do that. I'm not, like, you don't know. You don't know how, and I'm like, I do know. We've talked about it. Just go in there. You're a small business owner. You're supposed to be there. They're helping you. Yes, or No, you know what I mean? And he's like, all right, like he's going to do it. And then he got here. The cops weren't even here. Thank goodness. But well, yeah. Greg was ready to do it. Like, that's what this all is. We do it. To, we all do what each other needs. I
2: mean, he was going to go and it was like, you know, he better not snitch on us. If you know like, <laughs> Somehow cool gets Greg gets arrested snitched.
0: for breaking yeah. into kind of yeah. funny. Like, Oh, no. No, he has keys. We'll no, but, that, but
2: that's the thing. That's where you have to weigh, right? It's like you have to weigh. You, if you're, I think one of the important things about life is, is surrounding yourself with people that you trust that can make you better and then knowing when to listen to them or, or when uh-huh. to really do the thing that you want to do, right? And that's, that you're talking about just the, the sheer mechanics of relationship dynamics, and with my wife, for instance, she's done that to me too, where she's like, you know, I think you should wear this thing. And I'm like, well, I really want to wear this thing. And then I, I'm like, but sometimes it's hard to see yourself. It's very, actually, actually, most of the time, it's really hard to see yourself, right? We all exist in this little bubble, this little shell. All we can do is kind of see the tip of our nose. It's all you really have perspective on, both figuratively and, and, and literally. True story, right? you
0: always see your nose, your mind just chooses to ignore it.
1: Duh. <gasps> Whoa. Greg's Whoa. always been dead. Uh, but, you know, and, but that's
2: important, right? And that's, that's 100%. why I'm so, I'm so glad that I had, that, that I picked the right person because she can help me make those decisions and better myself.
0: That's, the, I mean, that's the thing with like Jen, where it was early on when we realized how we were meant to be in all this different stuff, but of turning over to c- control to her when she clearly, clearly knew that I needed it, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. We're in the, old, it was like, it's such a stupid thing, but she's like, all right, let's eat. And I'm like, I'm not hungry. And she's like, I'm starving, which means you're hungry. And like, we're about to get cranky and fight because we had done it where we would flown too close to the sun before. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so now it is like, eat this. And I'm like, I'm not. All right. Like, I know you. Yeah. You're in charge. You're in I charge. probably do
2: need to do that. Or like sometimes, And that's the thing. My wife does not like being told what to do. She is one of those human beings that just does not like anyone else saying you have to do this. And so that's a concession I've also made where I'm like, oh, you don't want to be talked to like that. So I have to figure out ways to encourage her to eat and do things like that when I know that maybe her blood sugar is low or we've gone six hours and she hasn't had breakfast yet. Things like that. But but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're like. Sometimes she fights it, but every time I'm able to kind of help her through that, she goes, "Oh, thank you." For it's that. just like, weird thank you to concede, for reminding me that I need to do this to thing. concede control to someone like that.
0: Yeah. And that does, I mean, you know, concede makes in a way sounds like you're losing, you're giving up, or you know what I mean. But it's like, in reality, it's just like they're they have a, they're watching something play out and they know the better move than you do in the shit when you're not paying attention and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. I think the other, the other thing I always think of when people talk about concession or compromises, you think about contract negotiation, right? And they say the old adage is like the best deal is one that both sides walk away from uh, thinking, they thinking they, well, in my brain it's thinking they lost something, but yeah, you're right. Thinking they won, mm-hmm. right? Both, both sides shouldn't have to make some concessions to get something good out of it. Right. And that, and that, and that's how good business deals get made. And it's the same for personal dynamics. Yeah, I don't know. Tim. Yes. What's your topic?
1: I want to talk about uh, spoiler culture, and I feel like we've done this before, but with a specific, 2017 yeah, specific framework to this. Yeah. Um, in, as of the time of recording this on October 10th, there, 2017, 2017, about there's been two, two, two very PM. different situations uh, in terms of spoiler or in terms of trailers and spoilers oh, and all shit. that. Um, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Theatrical trailer comes out. Right. Moskinata in it, and uh, Moskinata is not in it.
4: Spoilers. Who are you?
1: But uh, <laughs> are the director, you? Ryan Johnson, leading into this, like for the last month or whatever, had in interviews or whatever, said, "Hey, you should avoid this trailer if you don't want to be spoiled." And it was always in a way that that was kind of forced out of him, mm-hmm. or like, th- 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 See what you did for, for, yeah, exactly. It was for the headline or whatever. And as it kept going, it would progress, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I mean." If you want to go into the movie, if you don't com- want to know anything completely blank. Don't watch the trailers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can say that about any movie right. ever about any experience ever. Sure. Um, and then, of course, the day that the, the trailer drops, he's like, it's out now. Everyone go watch it. Forget everything else I said. And it's like, yeah, did he have to do that because it's Disney? I'm 100%. sure. Probably. percent. Um, but it's like, all right. Now, it, it, for the first time ever that I've seen, there's an actual uh Rebellion. <laughs> of people damn, that's up. what
0: we do on we rebel maybe on this, the, form this scene isn't in the movie on the it's not it was it's weird.
1: me jane uro good lord of people that are like i'm Nails not gonna it. watch this trailer Nails it. like i'm not watching this trailer we're too close to this movie and that's well, because you had just, all like, these e- dweebs, dweebs like anthony carboni
0: being oh it's spoils he didn't say that i feel like there's the, <laughs> like the we did
2: i feel like there's a threshold for trailers that you like move there's there's only a certain select few movies that you don't need to watch trailers for that you know everyone's gonna go see right but isn't like, Here's, Star Wars, you don't need to necessarily watch the trailer. But for a movie like, uh, like for most other movies, like, no, 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 you I just gotta to put, you got to like, put some spoilers in the trailer. So
1: you do. And so that's the other side of this conversation Here is So Batman v Superman obviously spoils the entire movie. That's how trailers these days, modern yeah. trailers, Called are it. made. Um, but with the Star Wars tra- trailer, which for the sake of this conversation, I don't really want to go into the trailer substance. Because sure. there are people that don't want to be spoiled. And at the end of the day, my one message is... Don't fuck with people. It's rule number three of the genie thing. It's like, be good. And if people don't want to be spoiled, don't spoil spoil it. But so the Blade Runner situation is the other thing Mm. where one of the, the main arguments for why people think Blade Runner isn't doing well in the box office is the trailers don't explain shit. All the, the trailers say is who's in the movie, and it's going to be very stylish yeah, and cool. It's going to look cool as fuck. And that's that's it. And that doesn't put butts in seats. So I think that there's just an interesting thing here of when it comes to trailers, there's a trailer culture where, yeah, everyone's going to watch Star Wars. Like They don't need to put any... There doesn't need to be any trailer. Right. People can watch that movie. Could be a quick
2: lightsaber. Everyone's like, "Yo, yeah, I mean, cool." It could have been a title which are sold good. Out,
1: done exactly. Hundred percent. But it's like I think that there is something to, especially with the Star Wars trailers. There's an art to the trailers where the trailers themselves are events. They get you hyped, and it's, it's they get you so, get you so hyped. hyped. But it's also there's the conversation around that. There's the it, there's a whole cultural phenomenon based on this trailer, this moment, what happened, right? right? And I just I want. What do you guys come down on this in terms of like where people like trailers and spoilers and trailers suck.
0: Period. End of it. One of my favorite things again. High five for the death of theaters and we're gonna go all demand on digital day and data stuff. Flip flop on that. Is the is the, fact, <laughs> is the fact of now where it's like I go through. What I love doing is going through the Amazon thing I've talked about. I watch a lot of bad trailers. Yeah. But if a movie sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Read it to Jen. Do you want to watch this? And we jump in and you don't know. I love so much jumping into a movie that's recommended for a friend. Somebody's mm-hmm. told it. What was the one I, w- I just talked about uh, with lunch? Gerald. Long shot. Gerald's, oh, Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where it was like Jen's like this movie's fucking is this new Stephen King thing. It's this horror movie. She's chained to a bed. And like that's all I knew. I was like, all right, fuck it. And I started and I was like, oh. It's that girl from Entourage. I know she's been in a million things, but I think of her from Entourage. Yeah. Oh, it's the guy who was a... Uh, it's Captain Pike. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You're helping yeah, me out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's I was like, oh, one. fuck. I like, I like these people, and I would have been more inclined. If I saw the box, I would have been like even more excited. But I knew the idea was cool, and this is cool. Why not jump in? I And like same thing with um the movie you didn't want to go see, it, A Raw. When I went and saw A Raw one day where I was like... Right. I, I was sitting. Jen was still, and I were still long distance. It was some Friday or whatever, and I was just like fuck, I want to go to Alamo Draft house and get a beer and some popcorn and watch a movie and it was raw was playing and I I didn't I the thing was there and it's like, oh it's this horror movie about or it's it's this you know thriller or whatever about kind of like a zombie thing, but it's not really. And that's not what it said obviously, but it's similar to that <laughs> And I was like, all right, that sounds cool and I went there and the movie started and I was like, oh, this is not in English this is, this is subtitles this is subtitle I'm like yeah. this is rad and like I was so I left that movie I'm like, all right, cool, that was awesome and even with I guess not with it, because this is one of the problems, right? Is then uh, the movie we all went and saw after Emily was away, too, and we didn't like. Oh, fuck. It comes at night? Yeah, it comes at night. It comes at night, where we'd already seen a trailer for it. And that gave me this big preconception of what that movie was going to be. Mm -hmm. And then that movie ended, and we were all like, that movie fucking sucked. That's funny.
1: I didn't see a trailer for that movie. And I agree with what you're saying to to an extent, because trailers, I think, are important on selling people on movies, period. We understand all that shit. But- Everything you're talking about, you're not talking about the superhero movies. You're not talking about the Star Wars sure. and these blockbusters. You're sure. talking about these things that are the word of mouth. To me, that's the Gone Girl. I watched Gone Girl without ever seeing a trailer for it. Blade Runner, I feel like, is acts and looks like a blockbuster, but isn't. And it is one of those word of mouth movies where people need to talk about how good it is to get other people yeah. that are like, oh, you know what? I should check this out. And I feel like with the with what you're talking about with the, that one movie we did see, the It Comes at Night, night. Um, I ended up not really liking that movie. A lot of people did, and it's the reason I watched it. And next time uh, there's another movie like that where everyone's like, oh, like there's a lot of buzz around it, like positive buzz. We're going to go watch it because that's the culture that we're yeah. in, right? But it's like when it comes to trailers for, for Justice League and, and sure. for all that sure, stuff, sure, sure, like, sure. they need to happen. But how would we want them to happen? Because I think the Star Wars trailer is a great example of well, them first... being aware of trying not to spoil. First off, movie. I think trailers these
2: days are too – there's too many of them. And they're sure. too fucking sure. long. You don't need them to be that long. And you don't need 13 trailers for a movie that comes out in a month. Like, there's TV spots now. There's 30-second spots. There's 15-second spots. There's all these things. And you're talking like... For a video game, it's okay because there's like a 60-hour experience that no matter what, you're, it might be different for you than me because we're playing it differently, right, depending on the game. For a movie, you only have two hours really to pull from. So if you're showing 10 to 15 minutes of it, that's a pretty sizable ch- – spread out. You're showing the entire movie at mm-hmm. this point, right? I I mean maybe I'm looking through through rose-colored glasses on this, but I remember when I was growing up that, that the – they would narrate the trailers, and the narration would just kind of give you like this man, summer. This summer takes on a building, and it'd be like, "Cool, whoa, you I want to see like, that." You are <laughs> like, "Okay, cool, I get it." There's a dude stuck in a building. And there's terrorists.
4: Got I, it. What? Go, Sorry, go ahead. I think, and I don't know that this is even feasible in Hollywood's current structure, but and it wasn't even intended at the time. But the original Spider-Man movie. If you guys remember the Phil first Maguire. trailer, mm-hmm. yes, okay. The, the first trailer for that, it's a Twin Towers yeah, teaser, it was where a, it was a bank robbery stopped, and then he webbed up the uh, the helicopter right. between the Twin Towers, and they ended up pulling that because 9/11 happened. Well, mm-hmm. I think that like, 9/11 aside and all that, that was the perfect type of trailer where it's something oh, yeah. that sets the tone for the movie, shows teaser. you what it's going to be, Blade Runner. But Just there's nothing this. in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Blade Runner just did it with the shorts. Yeah. Instead of having theatrical trailer two, three, four, and five. Thank you, John. Yeah, they but, they went and they made yeah, uh, stuff. Did, did you see the shorts going in Blade Runner? I
4: did. I haven't seen Blade Runner yet, but I saw oh, those. Right. And, but the problem with that is is those are all like six minutes a piece. You can't really make it a trailer. So if they, these days down. trailers are three yeah. minutes, uh, yeah, true. But Here's my you know. thing: is I think uh, like
0: let's take Star Star Wars, right? We're now granted and I don't remember it well but I remember Force Awakens right and I, I mean maybe this is, it's always weird when we talk about a movie after we talk about DC all the time right and like Batman v Superman Suicide Squad we did so many rewind or whatever we call them for GameSpot what were they Things like, you missed. Things you missed. Yeah. Where we and I would like literally tell you exactly how all this lines up. I fucking nailed. I knocked Suicide Squad out of the park. You did not at all. Suicide Squad. Suicide oh, okay. Squad. Sorry. Yeah. Batman You're v right. Superman. You're right. Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I got the plot, main plot points right, but I gave Zack Snyder <laughs> way too much credit. Where I'm like, and this is gonna be the Joker, and this is gonna be that thing. Well, and the Jason yeah, Todd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But overall, I got the, where we're we going with. Mm-hmm. I digress maybe I'm wrong and you guys watched Force Awakens and felt like that gave it away. I thought like I watched Force Awakens, had a lot of g- questions and didn't know. I went in and I knew big points, right? But they still had me grinning ear from ear when like, that, that ship's garbage. The garbage will do. Like, I didn't know that was, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like,
2: I mean, I think, well, well, they were, I think a little bit more delicate about Force Awakens than they're being now but Force really? Awakens I mean, do no, you they're feel more like you, delicate now than Force Awakens really? I feel
0: like the trailer yeah. like I saw everybody last night maybe it was IGN people it was some dweebs like Anthony Carboni but not Anthony Carboni the dweeb saying like oh man don't watch this it's really spoiler and I watched it and then it was people arguing amongst themselves just like is it that spoiler? Because it feels like they're just cutting dialogue out of context, yeah, and I'm like, definitely. "That's what a trailer that is." Wasn't and like, I watched it, and Jen was like, "I don't know what's happening." And I'm like, "Well, that's a good thing." And I was like, "But right. what don't you I exactly don't. understand?" Like I, was uh, like, I was like, "I don't understand where
1: Maz Kanata is." So I guess that's where Ma- Wato is.
2: Topic. Where do with Jar Jar? He's
1: still alive. The entire topic to me is that conversation because it's like it, I saw someone on Facebook say, um, "Is knowing that that Luke trained in Empire Strikes Back a spoiler?" Like, if that if that scene of him. Waving a lightsaber around on Dagobah is that a spoiler and it's like everything yeah. is a spoiler, if, a spoiler. There's, if there's context to it and everything or well, else every, everything in the trailer is a spoiler a poster literally. Literally. A spoiler because you're a gonna ruin what the outfit they're wearing
2: like yeah but the, the trailer is in, in and of itself it's that you're sacrificing a little bit of spoiler so that you can get people hyped for your movie that's what a trailer has always been that way and and they've just been putting more and more into it the, the, the question becomes like how much is too much and that boils down to an individual level I purposely stopped watching trailers for Blade Runner after the first one I was like I'll watch the shorts because they back up into it but I think they released one or two Two more, at least a teaser and another trailer, I didn't watch them because I'm like, I'm good. I want to go into this. I'm already hyped for it. In fact, I probably shouldn't have watched the first one, but I'm glad I did because it got me even more hyped for it. Um, with Force Awakens, they needed to have a trailer, and it needed to be that trailer, the one that came out with the Chewie We're Home line because it needed oh, yeah. to tell yeah, every yeah, yeah, single yeah, yeah. person, we're coming, but I, we're back. This is okay. It's in good hands.
0: I still feel like I mean, was bringing Blade Runner into the Star Wars conversations is the biggest fucking apple in the world versus an orange. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're the same. I feel like the Star Wars trailer for, uh, what is it, Last Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. It could have been what I always wanted the GTA five trailer to be. Yep. Where it could have just, I always thought GTA 5's logo should have been the GTA logo fading up, and it was 45 seconds, and then it's like, it is audio and stuff exploding and like noise behind. It could have been the same thing here where it's just like, the fucking logo rolls uh, things up. And then it was just like, pff, like, you know, Kylo Loren's fucking lightsaber starting. And I don't I know. Mean, my chewy is, over there. I just,
1: there was straight porgies or whatever the fuck they are. Porgies. <laughs> the restraint that Disney has shown with episode eight has been very impressive to me because we are two months away mm-hmm. from this movie releasing. We've only gotten one trailer before this and now this one. Yeah. And it's like, that is mind blowing based on how little footage is out there of, um, last Jedi. And I'm, we're going to get a whole bunch of 30 second spots. I'm sure so will. people can, but remember together. also they, they were with force awakens. I did the same thing you did with suicide squad, which is piecing together the whole thing. And it was so easy with the amount of footage they put out to be like, all this shit's going down to the extent of Han Solo's going to fucking die. Cause you can see the jacket. And again, I'm, I'm doing the screen by screen breakdown. Yeah. You, with the amount of shit out right now for last Jedi, you can't do that. People don't know what's happening. in Last Jedi.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm? And I kind of think spoiler changes from person to person so like with this you know you may see something in there and you're just like oh that's a perfect trailer but somebody else sees it and they're like oh this person's in it or that person's not in the trailer so maybe they're not even the movie that's a spoiler um or like uh thor ragnarok hell yeah coming out the trailers make that movie look awesome but somebody could look at that and go wait the hulk's in that spoilers yeah, I, and it, it is. Yeah, well, it, no, but again, it, it kind of is. But at the example. same time, it's been a talked about thing where that was a concept. Right. So, I, unless you're completely out of the know about everything, that shouldn't and be a I,
0: And I do wish in, to an extent, and I'm not going to just do the whole hang, oh, my, it sucks that my job's so great and I get to talk about this shit all the time. Even if I was a general consumer working at the newspaper again, I'd wish to be able to go on true blackout. But I feel like, yeah, like, I'm going to run into the fact that Hulk's in Thor or something to that extent.
2: Mm. I mean, a perfect example is Blade Runner, right? Like, how much. I wonder how crazier that movie would have been if they had not told you Rick like Deckard's character was in it Right because I mean you don't Big like Harrison I Ford. think they could have sold a movie without doing that they chose of course They're like we got Harrison Ford he's, he's Harrison Ford <laughs> like, We, got, we, need we got to fucking tell people that <laughs> we he's need in to this movie right? on this. I always bring it back to a movie called The Island Right which was a movie with Ewan Michael McGregor Bay? and Scarlett Johansson and it was a fucking awesome concept but the twist was in the trailer, mm. and it would have been such a what fucking was a twist? great. The twist was the the trailer starts with a bunch of people stuck on this island, right? Sure. And they're told that they're like the last few people, like on Earth or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but for whatever reason, they're they're like we can't get off this island because we're in this like enclosed habitat habitat, right? Then they discover that they are clones of real people who are grown for organ uh, harvesting. Well, there's, which
4: is there's the lottery system, and whoever wins oh, the lottery right. gets to go to the island. But well, they get they off the island or whatever. Right? No, no, no. They go to. The oh, they island. go to the island, yeah. right? The, the island is the reward,
2: right? But the island is in reality is death, yeah. because the lottery. Oh, si- gonna the take lottery system is you've won the lottery because guess what? I need to. heart. Muller needs a heart. He does, and so you're going to get fucking killed, right? Yeah, and So yeah. they discover this, but they showed that in the first and like the second teaser, because I guess people like weren't getting heights not, not about caring it. enough about it. And I'm like, oh, what a fucking letdown. Because well, this that is... happens like halfway through the movie. You're like, oh, this is what the where this where's this going? Oh. The... <laughs> Right, I remember this. I is a think spoiler. we've
0: talked about this on the show before, so I'll keep it brief. But it's the same thing I didn't realize being me and my friends were so into Terminator. You know what I mean, growing up. That was such a cool action film. And when Terminator Two was coming up we had mm-hmm. all the magazines, we had all the toys. We awesome. drive around we would roll around Amboy, Illinois on our fucking bikes playing Terminator. And it was the thing that it wasn't until whatever Two years ago, some anniversary of Terminator Two, where I was reading an Empire article about how this is the biggest spoiler fuck up, or not even fuck up, but of all time. And the fact that if you watch Terminator Two and act like you know nothing. If you've never seen Terminator before, you've seen you've you yeah, it, like the movie is shot and edited and filmed in a way that you don't know. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator he's is a good guy. guy until he saves John Connor and get, takes all the shots in the back With the Roses. And like all the promotional stuff leading up to and the real lead up to the movie was Schwarzenegger's here and he's the good Terminator this time. The, the cop Terminator's bad. Like they told you all of that going mm-hmm. in so that when you get there, it's cool, but it's you don't understand that. And to, th- to take a second is what a big Terminator fans we were. If we just knew another Terminator was coming, you know what's fucking and we went awesome? there what?
1: Gia has never seen Terminator. Any of she's them. gonna love it. She saw Blade Runner, totally fucking sold now. Oh, she's wow, never really? seen Matrix, never seen Terminator, and Go so she like, now after 2049, she's like, I'm in. What's you got the it. The show Terminator wanted yeah. And so sure. I'm like, oh, we're gonna watch Terminator, and she doesn't fucking know, and I, I'm, That's I'm trying brilliant. to figure out Do a way to film the reaction to that. Well, because here's the thing is, and we talked about
0: this in the show too, so I'll keep it brief, but you've already blown the greatest reaction of all time from Gina. Oh, Christ. In oh. the fact that when she watched Batman Begins... And the Waynes get shot. She His gasped. died? And she goes, the parents die? And you're like, how the fuck do you, you not, not know, know Batman's
1: story? What's funny, though, is that I'll be like, you know that Spider-Man got, like, Peter Parker got bit by a specific, oh, Of course I fucking know that. And I'm like, no. You lost all of this. sit down
2: and record the reaction but like, who is Luke Skywalker's father?
1: And just see if she knows that She knows. She knows that. But what I'm saying is, like, once you get into this... Sci-fi stuff. That's just not something she grew up with. So yeah, Terminator, oh, of course not not at all oh, so God. I'm, I'm gonna watch Terminator 1 and 2 with her and matrix 1 Terminator 2 is so fucking good. Yeah,
0: so good still holds up does she know that solid snake is actually the bad clone. Like they thought he was the good clone, but <laughs> liquid thought he was the bad Someone
1: clone. No, oh man.
2: Play about something forty hours of that. Yeah. Let her let her get in there. Something tells me nobody really knows that one. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I mean it boils down to if you don't want shit spoiled, it's just it's not it's really not that hard to not have something spoiled for you, right? No, it's it, impossible though. if you're on the internet, you're getting spoiled. No, I mean if you can you're choosing to, right? Like there's like it, it, we like Animating gifts out the ass. Exactly. You're gonna see it. You're
1: fucked, man. Potentially. You can't be in a Facebook group. You can't be on Twitter. It's like you it's avoiding spoilers for Game of Thrones, you can get away with stay off the internet for the four or five hours till sure. you watch the episode. Sure. You can't last a week. Oh it's no, impossible. but that's
2: your fucking that's that's your bad debt at that point. I mean, that's again we've talked about this a lot. Where we need to we need to decide. I don't know if we ever did, but we need to have an official decision of how long you have to wait before you get to
1: spoil shit. It's okay to spoil shit from Game of Thrones. But, I mean, what, but that <laughs> is a week too long? What about the trailer, though? Like, What's that? When's it going to be okay to openly talk about spoilers from the Star Wars
2: trailer that just came out? I mean, look, if you can... Talking about it is the second the trailer comes out. Because at that point, the information's out there. It's you're fucking bad, right? I mean, you can't be like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to know anything about that trailer. That's, that's a bridge too far. But... The people that put the shit in the trailer, they're the ones that need to t- that need to talk to Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? Like they need to be like <laughs> you're spoiling these fucking movies for people, right? I mean, put it in context. Imagine if the Empire Strikes Back uh, trailer showed that spot where it was like at the very end, it's like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and it's like Luke, father I'm and your son, father, and it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Okay, I guess that's out there. Like that's what kind of what we're getting these days. So it's like,
1: pull back a little bit, people. Doomsday, man. Shouldn't have been in the trailer. Should not I have been in the fucking trailer. Or the movie. For
2: that, some would <laughs> <laughs> Arguments could be made. Someone say he shouldn't have been in the movie at all. Could have probably had his own movie. You
4: know? There's also an inconsideration of people as well, though, when it comes to spoilers. Because if I say I haven't seen a movie, like I haven't seen Blade Runner yet, and you guys haven't gone, oh, well, this happens, this happens, sure. this happens. Uh, and if it's a slightly older movie, like a movie from last year, I would hope you guys wouldn't do that as well. If I said that happened, maybe go. Oh, well, this is If you told me, I good. have
2: not seen this movie. I would not... Spoil, that's a dick thing to do to spoil it for the person. Exactly. Now, I did and
0: that to you today, but I asked your
2: your question. Yeah, and I was, I was... It was a documentary. Yeah, and <laughs> I drank my entire soda while I listened to you, and I enjoyed it. And Now, I feel like I don't have to watch it. Long something. shot. It's all contextual. Long shot on yeah, Netflix. If you're Blade Runner, it's like... Gerald's
1: Game on Netflix. There's not only a chance you are going to watch Blade Runner. Right. But when it comes to a lot of these other movies, like you're not... Like, me spoiling if Blade you, Runner to Greg, he's not going to fucking watch it's it. It's so deal. it deal. not Okay, if you said I haven't seen The Matrix, right?
2: You're a monster. Like. I'm still not going to tell you what happens in The Matrix, but I am going to encourage you to go watch The Matrix. right? Yeah. But if we're just talking about The Matrix, well, I and, and I hate the fucking dumbass. person who's like, spoilers, I haven't seen that. I'm like, dude, I'm not the fucking keeper of all the movies. I'm the keeper of a lot of things. But I'm not the keeper. Five things, I think. Five, right? 17 things of this point. Okay, right? smile, Keep smile up with smile. the joke. Yeah, you missed the spoiler. Uh, but I, I'm but not the keeper so of the empty. shit that you have or have not seen. I like to leave room for other things that I can be the keeper of. Mm. Right? I'm the keeper of spoilers. That's number four. Okay.
0: Just to put it in context for you, Tim, again, mm-hmm. I will never see Blade Runner 1 or 2, but I'm seeing Daddy's Home 2 in theaters. <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, That's this has been the Game Over Greggy show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the worst you've ever done <laughs> I, you were way early and you, still late I gave summer. you all
2: I've got left that's it
0: <laughs> if you like that head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can get it toss us a couple bucks get the shows early get all the bonuses get to come on the show like Justin did thank you so much for coming in uh, did you have fun me. was it worth it oh yeah okay good I was worried about it I was I know we were very quiet this morning we were gathering the news we were locked out together for a little bit things happen but it was all good
4: yeah, definitely. Okay,
0: cool. Uh if you got no bucks to toss away, of course, go to youtube.com slash kinda funny, where you can get the show topic by topic, day by day, until it goes up as one big mp 3 and video the following Friday. Pimp the whiskey one more time.
4: Scarwhiskey.com
0: Okay. Yep. When do you think you will have product available for people to buy and us to get drunk on?
4: Uh in the US. It depends. We're hoping uh sometime middle of next year. Okay. Well, uh, that's good. It, for an actual aged whiskey, it takes two years time. Of so course, of age, do it right. Yeah. Do it
0: right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming by.
4: Thanks for having me again.
0: Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.